Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the You're watching into Marcus Sahaba Online and we're continuing to look at this and I think it's important for us to talk about it. The ACDP's legal application to halt COVID-19 child vaccination that's going ahead. Now, the challenge by the ACDP and other concerned organizations to halt the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine to children between the ages of 12 and 17 is still on track to go ahead. And this is according to the ACDP lawyer, Bongani Lutuli. And I want to see more organizations, more people uh, defend our children because really, uh, you know, the, the ACDP did send correspondence to the Department of Health in Sapra demanding the suspension of the rollout of vaccination uh, in children aged 12 to 17. And I think it's important. And I'm glad to see more people taking up this challenge. Uh, welcome. Let's welcome uh, Bongani Lutuli on the line. Bongani, uh, good afternoon and thank you for joining us. Afternoon, thanks for having me. I know you have a very busy schedule, Bongani, and we really appreciate uh, taking time out of that busy schedule to be speaking to us. Let's talk about this uh, COVID-19 child vaccinations and the ACDP's legal application to halt it. Why? Why the need to halt this uh, the, this vaccinations? Um, yeah, look, the, the thing started to unravel. Um, when SAPRA decided to issue what we call a Section 21 authorization for the rollout of uh, community so-called vaccine against children aged 12 to 17. Now, it baffled the mind, just logically speaking, because when one looks at the science of COVID, as we've come to understand it, there's a group that's less vulnerable than others, and that's the, that's the children's group. You know, they enjoy natural immunity. And, and there are examples that we cite in our papers that uh, there's less than 0.1% uh, of infection and even less mortality rate among the children. So why the need then to vaccinate the children mm-hmm. for this viral, uh, for, for this vaccine? So, so, so we, have, we, have, we have an issue with that. And that's exactly why we went to court to demand that SAPRA explain um, in detail why there's need of that number two to also explain and deal fully with the adverse effects such as, as, as myocarditis, which is now common cause, that it's a result of, of vaccination. Mm-hmm, definitely. And uh, it's good to see, I see uh, more people uh, joining this organization, joining this fight, like uh, Free the Children, Save the Nation, COVID Care Alliance, and uh, they want this interim interdict uh, to uh, go through. And I think it's quite an important fight. Uh, are, you, are you working together with these other organizations to make a louder voice? Correct. Uh, so, so, so Free the Children, Save the Nation is the second applicant, Caring Healthcare Workers is the third, and COVID Care Alliance, NPC, um, is the fourth. And we are together in this and collaborated because um, we, we really don't see the logic of all of this. Um, so we are definitely working hand in hand. I must add also that um, SAPRA had ignored an appeal in terms of Section 24 Capital A, launched by the Free the Children Save the Nation Foundation, to explain why there's a need for rollout. And they went on and rolled out. And that on its own is unlawful because the Medicines and Substance Act is clear on how those appeals should be should be handled. So there's a lot that turns on to this, you know, the way SAPRA has gone about and the department in the rollout. 
Mm-hmm. And I just sort of feel like, I just sort of feel like, uh, you know, there's a lot of unilateral decision making here in terms of this vaccination. And it's disturbing for us as South Africans, you know. We've come so far as uh, far as freedom is concerned. You know, we believe we can, uh, we're protected by the Constitution and we continue to hear about vaccination, vaccination, vaccination. And we're not, it's the, 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 the rate of deaths have dropped dramatically. And I don't even know if we can call it a wave anymore. And to now start imposing this really is uh, something which I think we're going to need to stand up and fight against. You're spot on. Um, people seem to, first and foremost, when, when, when COVID started, people seem to think that the constitutional rights have been suspended, which are sacrosanct. Now, we're dealing right here about the issue of the children being vaccinated without the parental consent. Now, that completely flies the face of the Constitution. Section 12 to see is quite clear that nobody can be subjected to medical treatment without consent. But, but government seems to think that using the situation, the, the pandemic, which, as you correctly put it, is the question is whether is it really still a pandemic as we speak? There was a big hullabaloo about Omicron, only to turn out that, look, Omicron is, 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 is mild. Then there were issues that let's get everybody vaccinated to prevent the spread. Now, that, that has been exposed that the vaccination itself cannot stop the spread. The, the conversation then will say, no, it, it lessens the effect uh, of COVID. And then, and, and so all of this thing has just been unraveling, and, and, and we don't know why the rights that we fought so hard for are being suspended when it's unnecessary, really, to go that far. It, in, our, in our view, as the ACDP and all the other co applicants, this will never stand constant master because Section 36 of the Constitution is clear on how, how, how um, these rights can be limited, such as the right to religion, such as the right to bodily integrity, and, and that doesn't meet the test in our view. Mm-hmm, definitely, and uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that more people are speaking out about this. More people are actually fighting for the rights of South African because this just simply cannot be imposed on us as South Africans. And I just want to ask you a hypothetical question here, because we heard of mandatory vaccinations. Mandatory. I'm saying it in inverted commas. What happens if those goes through and they make vaccinations mandatory for South Africa? South Africa. Do you think there'll be a civil disobedience? Uh, absolutely. Uh, that's one of the ways that the people are going to come out. I mean, we're seeing it in in Germany, in the city of Hamburg already. That, that it's going uh, aflame because people have revolted. We see, as we speak now, uh, the situation in Australia. We, we must understand that we're living in a, a democracy with um, constitutional sovereignty, not parliamentary sovereignty as it was in the party time. So to have a sweeping mandate imposed on us means there must be a law of general application. The question says that. It means it must be passed in, in Parliament. And that on its own is still not enough. It needs to be tested by the court, whether it passes constitutional master. So any, any regulation, any directive by anybody that mandates are, are, are mandatory in this country will not be constitutional unless it's a law application that's approved uh, by, by, by the Coastal Court. So I see the community standing up like other, other, other communities in other countries elsewhere, revolting against this. And of course, uh, the ACDP and other like-minded structures will fight this in the, in the normal cause of the law, rule of law, through the court. Mm-hmm.
Mm-hmm. And and you know I'm, I'm I want to digress a bit because I'm uh, actually enjoying this uh, discussion we're having here, and I enjoy having discussions with like-minded individuals uh, who are actually seeing the reality of uh, this. And now, what's your thoughts of uh, of, uh, of of companies, big companies, making this vaccine mandatory? It's completely unconstitutional. We must understand that this came from a circular. It was a directive in June from the Minister of Labour. Uh, firstly, that directive is not a law. It is a directive. Number two, that directive explained the conditions under which companies may adopt, um, you know, mandatory policies in the workplace. I'm a labor lawyer as well, so I'm dealing with this on a daily basis. And what I'm seeing is the flouting of the directive itself. The companies are not doing uh, assessment that are supposed to be done. Assessment audits on, 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 on those who have comorbidities, on those that are most vulnerable. They are imposing it on a blanket approach. And that, that, that is unconstitutional. That's the first thing. The second thing, even that needs to be tested by the law, whether, whether it is even constitutional to do so. I say it's not constitutional. I know there's about 10 or so cases already pending at the CMA, waiting for determination. But those matters will go all the way to the constitutional court. So what's happening now is those people who I represent and those that are coming from the ACDP who are faced with the situation at work, we then write letters uh, of cease and desist when it comes to, it comes to this policy or letters that are actually saying people must be exempted, whether on religious grounds or bodily integrity grounds. And I think the president's um, latest address to the nation about three weeks or so before Christmas, um, saying that they're considering making, making it mandatory in the whole country, then made the employers even more stubborn, uh, you know, to, to, to continue with this. And some people have lost their, their jobs, but uh, chickens are coming home to roost, as they say. The court will speak on this well, definitely, and uh, we hope to seek out some justice from the sin. Uh, I'm, I'm quite glad to see more organizations starting to add their voice, people becoming vocal, and especially defending the youth, 12 to 19. It really is uh, something we have to speak about. Uh, and uh, 12 to 17, rather, and kudos to the ACDP for taking up this fight as well. Uh, but uh, we're going to have to leave it at that. Uh, Bongani, we say once again, thank you for making time for for speaking to us and we certainly wish you all the best and you have our support. Thank you so much for this. I really appreciate it. Have a great one. Good afternoon. Well, there you have it, Bongani Lutuli, uh, ACDP lawyer, in uh, telling us uh, the reality of the matter. And it is the reality of the matter. Uh, the, 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 the matter is an NEC member of the ACDP as well. <clears throat> in case I got the, 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 the his um, title wrong in the start there, but uh, we have to be, we have to speak about this, dear listeners of Marcus Hub Online, because we're continuously hearing about people getting sick, getting uh, affected negatively by the jab. And now to impose it on kids, hey, parents, this is a time, this is a time for you to stand up uh, and defend your children. That's important. You have to make this. We can't, you can't. Make this mandatory. All the other vaccinations are mandatory. Why must this one be uh, mandatory? There's many more sicknesses uh, that are taking more lives than this uh, COVID and this taking into consideration this new COVID variant, uh, not not as uh, fatal as one would think 
if you look at the numbers, then uh, that will tell you the complete story. But very interesting fight there by the ACDP, joined by many organizations. Uh, and that brings us to the end of the program. We say Jazakallah khair to you, the listener of Marka Sahaba, for tuning in. And uh, inshallah, I think uh, we need to be, we need to wake up. We really do need to wake up as far as this vaccinations is concerned.